When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily. Available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. By himself in the shotgun formation is Jackson. Looks over that defense first and goal. Shotgun snap to the Raven quarterback. They bring everybody. Line drive pass. Thrown down the middle. Caught. Touchdown over the shoulder. Back in the end zone. Sneed. Wow. Third touchdown pass tonight for Lamar Jackson. Four possessions for the Ravens. Four consecutive scores. They are a machine. You ever think the word Sneed has ever been said with that much enthusiasm? Sneed. Like Kevin Harlan. Just the best. Uh, back here on Purple Daily, Matthew Collar, Courtney Cronin of ESPN, and joining us, Alex Boone, former Minnesota Viking. What is up, Alex? What is going on? What a great Monday night game, huh? Uh, was yeah, it great? The first half was of the Was it? Yes, um, it was. I mean, it was so the, one-sided that the, Matthew's right. You could have turned the, it off at the, the at halftime. quarters that fine. I watched were good. I'm not sure about the third quarter. I didn't Whoa. bother with that. Whoa. Dude, that's yeah. great football to watch. Well, I'm not passing that up. Yeah, all right. Uh... I said that they should just bench Lamar Jackson at that point because the way Jared Goff looked, there was no reason to keep playing with him. But those extra touchdowns were pretty nice. Uh, So we wanted a different angle on Lamar Jackson than what I've seen on um, national media, which is, can Lamar Jackson not get hurt at football? Like That is the most laziest thing. Because people are trying to compare it to the Cam situation, which go back to where Cam was at how old's Lamar? 23? Uh, yeah, but also running quarterbacks don't get hurt at any different rate than statue quarterbacks. Sure. Statue quarterbacks, they stand there and don't move very well, and they get hurt too. Like Joe Ooh. Flacco had to get hurt in order for Lamar to get his job. How about Russell Wilson, who I don't believe has ever missed an NFL game? Seems to run around a lot. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson had a random ACL, but other than that, the guy has had no problem staying healthy. Like It's just a, it's a very bizarre narrative. And can he really throw the ball now? Guess what? Yes, uh, I believe he can. <laughs> Pretty sure he can. He can throw the ball. <laughs> I think I just saw that. Uh, so I gave everybody a homework assignment and forgot to include Jonathan, so he's still oh. working on his... Uh, I'm sorry, Jonathan. Way uh, to drop the ball, dude. But uh, I know, I know. It's it's my fault. I asked both of you, though, Courtney and Alex, to make your list of quarterbacks that you would want if I said, okay, you get this guy over the next five years. He can be your guy. Because I'm curious about where both of you put Lamar Jackson in this list since he is such a unique quarterback, and even including Michael Vick, who, by the way, can we stop with that every broadcast? We have to bring yeah. up Michael Vick 69 yeah. times. Like, Can, can we, we stop? Yeah. I mean, he throws the ball way better than Michael Vick, and yeah. as a dude, 
just slightly like a million times better. Okay, way smarter, doesn't kill dogs. Okay, stop comparing him to Mike Vick. Um, anyhow, so I, I'm curious about what you guys think, and I feel like we need NFL music for this. I know you're making your list, Jonathan, but you can do two things at once. Okay. Uh, so who wants to start? Courtney, you go first. All right. So in true fashion associated with me, I have an asterisk next to one player on here because Jeez. I told Matthew that I wanted I to dip into I wanted to dip into draft eligible quarterbacks. Here we go. Basically we go. the theme is I want the next Lamar Jackson wherever I can get it. I want to be able to have I'm not gonna use dual threat because it's such an outdated term. I want the athlete. I want the true athlete. So the guys that I've picked on this list Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. This is not, not in any particular order. Um, I have Russell Wilson in there. Granted, I think he's in a little different category, but still, dynamic playmaker. I have Tua on this list, but I don't wow. know. I don't wow. know. I'm worried wow, about wow, the hip. Wow. I'm very wow. worried about the hip. Like, wow. how are we going to know if he's going to be able to react or to recover from that fully to be the player he was his first few years at Alabama? Let's, let's assume he is, though. It's a bold pick, if, if so you're going to so take that's him. that's four. All right. That's four. And then my so next. So you're that sure about Tua? Well, see, I'm not, because I'm worried about the injury. Is that the asterisk? Put That's the asterisk, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. But okay. Um, my fifth would be Kyler Murray, actually. Okay, Ooh. that is so, an interesting. I tried to go so a little give... outside the box. I would have picked a Sean Watson, but I figure I see red flags there. Wow. So With Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. really? Which would be what? I mean, I just don't know. Sometimes I wonder when you're watching him, going back to that Thursday night game, some of the decision makings three years in, yes, he... You know, it's still young, relatively young in his third year uh, as a pro that you wonder, OK, can can he overcome this when he's running and the way he ran on like second and 12 and he got ta- he got uh, I think he, he gets was, sacked a yeah, lot. He gets sacked a lot. That's not all his fault. They have a pa- patchwork offensive line yep. at points this season. Very um, But, you know, I, I debated between him. I debated between Dak. But I That's like, why I like the list because it's I like my really list. It's hard. A little, it's a little. There are a lot of quarterbacks you could select from. Unconventional, but I do want to continue on with that trend of the athlete quarterback. I'm not looking for your prototypical pocket passer because I think of the way that the NFL is trending here. This seems like this is probably more of a sure bet. Because um, you know, if I was looking at other draft eligible quarterbacks, would I have gone with Joe Burrow? Probably not. So give your list again. My this list is. is not in any order, but I just the way I wrote it down. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Tua, and Kyler Murray. Wow. I want to see Kyler Murray on a good team. Which I think we will next year. I think they're going to spend a bunch of money and try to... Is Steve Kime to... still the GM there? He is. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be good anytime soon. Let's, let's, wow. let's talk about that They first. paid you. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Great point. Very fair. All right, your list of five quarterbacks who you get for the next five years. Did you do this list too? I did. Okay, all right. I'm going last. Where, was my was show. mine close to yours, though? I don't know. We'll find all out. Right. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So I did mine in terms of, like, if I were starting a franchise tomorrow, like, say I was starting like the Houston Texans did, and I was like, listen, you can have any quarterback in this in this league. If I were to start in any order, I'd go number one, Russell Wilson. I'm obviously going to call Seattle because what he can do with an offensive line in front of him or not, with a run game or not, with a defense or not, with receivers or not, he can still win every single game. This guy is incredible. He's fun to watch. I feel bad for him at times because you see him shoulder the load a lot, and Mm -hmm. he's like, dude, somebody please just come help me. And every now and then you get somebody that shows up, but for the most part, this guy's done it by himself. And it's like, wow, you are. And he's always so positive. And you see people constantly gravitate towards him. It's just fun to watch. Number two, 
Lamar Jackson, and I say that to say this, because Courtney was talking about how I want an athletic quarterback, I want a quarterback in this. What are you going to do with him? Can you think like Greg Roman? Because if you can't, that's a waste of talent. You have wasted that entire skill set. Well, I and think you- a lot of just interrupt. I mean, how many people can be knocked off the pedestal of this is what the NFL is and still run the triple option to still choose to play to his strengths that way. But it's easy to say that. Are you going to build plays off of the triple option? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the best part of the Ravens offense. But I feel like everyone says they're going to, and then you're like, okay, well, let's see you do it. And they don't. Like, Greg Roman is really the only OC to be like, listen, this offense is gravitated around our quarterback. Yes, I can make plays for the quarterback. I can put three quarterbacks out there on the field, and people are going to be like, what are you doing? It's a normal (laughs) Greg Roman play. Like, his creativity is a step above everybody else's. So when people are like, oh, I want to get this athletic quarterback, why? What are you going to do with him? Are you going to just boot him out? Because that's just a waste of everybody's time. Kirk Cousins can do that. He's not athletic at all. Like, I don't know. Like, that's why I'm wondering. Like, everyone keeps saying, I want this, but you don't really do anything with them. So, why do you want it? But part of the assumption would be if you're selecting this guy, then I would have a play caller who plays to his You're building everything around him. Just like with Kirk Cousins. You sign Kirk Cousins and then you bring in John DeFilippo to run a completely different offense from what Kirk Cousins did. Like, what are you doing? That's what the the whole league is based on. The assumption is that you're going to put Lamar Jackson, if he's your guy, with somebody who knows how to use him. Okay. Okay. Well, so that's that's, and I say so he's that number be- two on your list. He's number two, and I say that because I know how Greg thinks, and I love his creativity, and I've kind of always tried to pick his brain. So I think I'd be able to do that with Lamar. But my number three is Patrick Mahomes, and I say that because here's another guy that can do a lot of things really, really, really well. Now I think that at times he's going to have to be called on to win the big game, and I'm still waiting for him to do that. But I still like everything he does. He can move every which way. He can put the ball exactly where it needs to be. He doesn't even have to watch the receiver at times. He just throws it. I mean, the guy knows where he has to put it, and it's fun to watch at the same time. And when you're talking about a guy like that, he'll gravitate around the team, and the team will bring him up, and they'll you know they'll take care of him, and they'll make sure that he's the guy. And that's what you love about these quarterbacks that I've put up here is. They rally the team up, and when your team talks about him, they're constantly like, that's our guy. He's our leader, mm-hmm. a proven leader. You know, that's, that's why these guys are always one, two, three, four, and five. Uh, number four is hey, Can Jimmy. I ask you something about that real quick, Alex? Yeah. I saw something last night that just caught my attention, and I saw it when Lamar Jackson was a college quarterback, too, and it made me think that, that he could succeed in the NFL. Aside from his skill set, which I always believed he could throw the ball, um, he got knocked out of bounds. And I saw an offensive lineman running toward him to pick him up after he got knocked out of bounds faster than I think I've ever seen an offensive lineman move. Yeah. Like the the offensive lineman, I, I'm not sure which one it was from the Ravens, saw him get knocked down and he could have made his way over there, but instead he kicked it into like high gear yeah. and picked up Lamar Jackson. It was right there for him. And I thought, like, that's what you kind of want to see is players reacting that way to your quarterback. Absolutely. I think it was Dozeman that did it, 77, that big dude. And, and, when you see stuff like that, guys will tell you right away how much they feel about a guy. If a guy's running over as fast as he can when he knows he has no business running and he's trying to pick you up, like <laughs> he's trying to show you in so many ways, like, dude, I care about you so much. Like you, you could see that all the time on the field. Like guys will constantly run over, dude, are you okay? Help him up. And that used to bother me too, because when like when you give up a sack and you don't help up the quarterback, God, that used to piss mm. me I off. I remember one particular left tackle who I think our buddy Jeremiah Searles sort of whacked for not doing this. Like, T.J. Clemmings gave up a sack oh, against Green dude. Bay, and I was looking back at it on tape, and I was like, did Jeremiah Searles punch him for not doing it? 
Probably. He actually smacked him on the chest. Like, what are you doing not picking up your quarterback after you just allowed the 70th sack this year? Dude, it's like, oh, no one saw me give it up, dude. We all saw it. Now help him up. Let's go. Oh, yeah. We saw TV. Big fines in the the old line room for Mm. that. Number four, Jimmy G. Everyone says he can't do it. I'm still waiting for someone to stop. Why is that bold? I think this is bold because Jimmy G hasn't done anything yet. His defense is uh, helping him. His offensive coordinator is helping him a lot. Or, I mean, his head coach being a, an offensive genius. I think it's a little bold for somebody who hasn't like accomplished it. I anything like yet. I th- Thank I you. Mean, well, then that, that falls into number five then with Kirk Cousins. I mean, at the same time, I had, what is Even he more bold. It's not, though. Because it is. when you're looking at this, you're like, hey, listen, these guys are taking steps. Like, you put Kirk Cousins on a real team, which you have, yeah. in a system that he's been integrated in, that he has now a voice in. Like, hey, listen, I really like this play, guys. We should do some more of this. Or I really enjoy some of this. Instead of, oh, here comes the revolving door of a new face and all new terminology, yeah. and now I'm an idiot again. Like, when you took at these two guys, to me, they're the same. Jimmy G and Kirk are both the rising stars right now in the league. And, yes, their coaches are helping them, and they're doing a phenomenal job with the run game. But if you look at this, they're, both the O-lines at time have been getting these guys crushed, and they're still producing extremely efficient numbers, and they're playing really, really well. What do you think, uh, Courtney, of him picking Kirk Cousins? You fell into the trap of why I wanted to do the experiment, which was I knew everyone picked Russell Wilson. I wanted to see if either one of you thought, that Kirk Cousins would make this list, and I think you make a good case for it. I now. thought about it, but it wouldn't have gone with my theme, so I had to obviously kick that out the door. Same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo, but the way Kirk's playing right now, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. If you can project that this will sustain itself next year, the year beyond, as you have other pieces of your offense go, as you have parts of the defense go, and expect him to still play at this level, it's a no-brainer. I mean, he's playing the best he ever has in his career. He's playing... Probably the best that any Vikings quarterback of the last decade, you know, beyond Brett Favre, beyond, um, who am I forgetting? Bradford? No. Dante Culpepper, maybe? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about about these types of numbers. These types of numbers, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, Culpepper had the the year where he was on Madden. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fair. I, I, I absolutely understand it, and I think that... If you're, unless you're going with a theme, because everybody likes a theme. Um, I think it's a great pick. Yeah, I, if you were arguing against it, there would be two ways to do it. One, you would say... The regression element. Well, the regression element, right. I mean, is he going to lead the NFL in quarterback rating every year for the next five years? I mean, if he is, then well, great. But, but, but I'm could not he sure also be he top ten? I think that you have to look at not just like, is he going to be the upper echelon? Because there's always going to be guys... No, I know that we have only a few more years left of Tom Brady, of... Uh, Philip Rivers of Drew Brees, but beyond that, like, can he irk his way into the upper echelon? Maybe not be at the top, but I think it's still a very safe pick uh, and a good pick if he's a top ten quarterback in a lot of those areas because you signed him thinking he was a top ten quarterback. If Kirk Cousins goes into the first round of the playoffs and throws two interceptions and 184 yards and loses, I don't think anyone is putting that pick there. Um, that would be another part of it is when the guy has had opportunities to win big games in his career, he just hasn't done it. And that would be hard for me to say, I'm going to sign up for the next five years for a quarterback that hasn't shown me yet that he can win big games or that he can go toe-to-toe with some of the great defenses in the league. I mean, Patrick Mahomes last year did lose the AFC Championship, but my God, he didn't lose it. He didn't right. I mean, He right. played unbelievable. His defense lost right. right. He showed Ford lost it. the referees, the referees which we'll talk about it. a little bit Don't later. Don't get started. Uh, we, we, we will soon. I've got that on the agenda, That the but we won't go there because i got to give you... Uh, actually, i got to let Jonathan do his list first, and then I'll give you mine. Let's go, last. Jay. 
I think Russell Wilson obviously is the number one there. The only thing that concerns me with, his, with him is his age because he's 30 now. You're telling me I have him for the next five years. I have him until he's 35. Now, right. we've seen quarterbacks play later into their 30s, but you saw what age did to Aaron Rodgers' athleticism. He just right. doesn't have it anymore. And the way you saying he's washed? No, no God, not saying sounds, he's washed. I would never say that about a guy who has 27 Weird touchdowns. I didn't get any texts from Alex the other night after that game about <laughs> Rodgers and not being washed. But. Oh, dude, I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to ride this out. Yeah. I have to. I'm, <laughs> I'm too if, deep into this uh, to give up now. Let's Come on, Aaron! <laughs> I think the way Russell Wilson moves around in the pocket is very much different to the way, you know, Tom Brady does it. So I want to see what age does to him and how he moves around when he loses a little bit of that bit of that athleticism. Sure. Number two for me is Patrick Mahomes, 50 touchdowns last year. The only concern I have is Andy Reid is still his coach for all five of those years. And if he's not, who is that coach for him? And how does that change the way he plays? But Mahomes is easily number two for me. Behind him is Lamar Jackson. I want to see more before I bump him up to number two or even number one. I think because of that age factor with Lamar Jackson. Right. Can and someone Russell shut Wilson. him down? Also, like, yeah. is there a defense? You know, can the Patriots get another second shot at him and yeah. slow him down? Let me see what teams do during the off season to figure out what they're how they're going to stop him next year before I give him or before I move him up the list. Number four, Deshaun Watson. He gets sacked too much. That's a concern for me. But he still has winning seasons. He still. He doesn't throw a whole lot of interceptions. Eight, nine, and seven so far through his three seasons in the NFL. He almost threw two the other night. Got <laughs> wow. lucky on that second one. Almost. Wow. First one. Coming with the sass because you didn't include Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yep. And then number five for me right now, Dak Prescott. I want to oh. see him outside of a Jason Garrett offense oh. before I... I do too. Yeah. That's, yeah, he's been great. Wait no longer, guys. Well, what is it? Like three, <laughs> do you four think, days? Do you think no. it happens this week? Black Friday. If cooking. they lose to Buffalo, I think he's fired. Dude, they're done. For it's sure. Amazing. We called this one like, like four weeks ago. Yep. yep. This they go dude, up, they he, go down, they go up, you they forget. go down. Jerry wants to win right now. They I lost to the Jets. Jerry World. Yeah, dude, he's pissed. Yeah. And you lose to the Bills? Oh, my God. He'll and, lose and it. And both games against the Vikings and the Patriots, you were right there, and yeah. coaching got in the way. Um, okay, so I have the same first four as Jonathan um, and and everyone else in the world should have, including Deshaun Watson, Courtney. It's fine. Um, but it's, so Patrick Mahomes is my number one if we're ranking them because Patrick Mahomes is still unbelievable. He got dinged up a little. He has 19 touchdowns, two picks, leads the NFL in net yards per attempt. His QBR is way up there. He's putting up the same numbers in terms of efficiency as he did last year. Still over 300 yards uh, per game. Still over 110 quarterback rating. He's still doing historically great things. His defense is not that good, so they lost the game against Tennessee. But again, not his fault. Uh, He has been unbelievable, and he'll be my number one for sure. And then I would probably go Russell Wilson next, then Lamar Jackson, and then Deshaun Watson. The number five spot, there's about five to seven, ten candidates, including Tom Brady, which I think nobody mentioned. I thought it was kind of funny. Are you taking? No, you're not. I'll take the Super Bowl this year and then say, well, do whatever the hell you want with the next four. What if he retires after this year, though? That's like that. I thought well, the point was he's gonna hold against the whole point. Yeah. I the whole point was people you anticipate playing right. in five years. Okay, so I don't gonna... anticipate Tom Brady playing no, in week seven. That's what I'm saying. Is I'll just take next year's Super Bowl, and I don't care who's the quarterback. He'll just fill it in with journeyman yeah, quarterback. That's right. Oh, Asterisk. Asterisk. Brady, Brady is. Stupid. 
I don't like it. To not even mention Brady. I know, because we I don't know. anticipate him playing five years, five years from now. You didn't might. say the pick your quarterback going forward. You weren't like, pick the most. Because I'd have been like, dude, Drew Brees is right, definitely right, coming right. back. You So I'm assuming you mean like. Brady has the, never said he's going to retire after this year. So, yeah. okay. I'm, all right. I won't, I won't include that. So who's um, five then? Okay. Sam Darnold for well, you? Well, let me go through a few. Well, Sam Darnold is a, <laughs> really, a, bad one. a really interesting candidate. Playing with non-mono. He has shown some really excellent signs, and he's a guy that has a bad coach and a bad franchise and not a whole lot around him, but has shown some some pretty excellent flashes. Kyler Murray, I think, Courtney, was a great pick. Terrible team. Terrible team. Really, yeah. truly awful team. And Which you seem to think is going to get marginally better No, I think year? they're going to get significantly better. I think they'll be a very good team next year because uh, so they're going to spend though. a bunch of money. Well, yeah. they spend how, a bunch of money How are you going to jump to the Niners and the Seahawks and the Rams? Yeah, that's going to be tough. I do yeah. think the Rams are going to be a bad team next year. Um, but that that will be really tough. I, I just think they're going to go in and spend a lot of money. You'll get a little bit of regression from the San Francisco 49ers. You'll get the same Seattle Seahawks, and they'll be in the mix next year, as opposed to being a really bad team. They're going to get another high draft pick. Um, but what I've seen from Murray, I like a lot. I mean, he's yep. got a great arm. I think he fits with exactly what Kingsbury wants to do, and he can run around and move. He's a he's a really nice pick there. Kirk Cousins, there's a very good case for him. Dak Prescott, there's a very good case for him. And I haven't made my pick yet. But I also think there's another guy that we have to at least bring up here. Wentz? I know it's been, well, maybe. But I know it's been a rocky road. But but Baker Mayfield was the oh. number one overall pick, and if we're deciding right now that Baker Mayfield is a bust without the season even being over, with their schedule they could go on a run and be nine and seven this year. Think about how bad Cleveland has been, how bad their coach is right now, the infrastructure for Baker Mayfield. If he finishes the season strong, I think you would still say he's on track to be a very good quarterback. He's just a second half quarterback, right? Just no. like he was last season? I don't believe that. I think that's nonsense. I think this coach has taken way too much punishment for this player. I think at times this season, this dude has thrown himself under the bus. Remember that fourth and nine where they yep. ran the draw and everybody was coming down on Freddie and he was like, all right, that's fine. Keep giving it to me. I'm not an idiot, but I've been in a lot of these rooms where the coach has been like, listen, I ate that for you. So we're done with this mm. Nicky nonsense. <laughs> all right? But, dude. The, the what? At some point. <laughs> When you throw 13 interceptions, you have to take responsibility for that. Yes. yes. And if you're putting him in the top 15 right now, dude. This top, is next five years, though. It's a number one I, overall I know, pick. But, dude. We're giving like, him a chance to mature. It's okay. a very high ceiling there for Baker Mayfield. Okay. I would probably pick, I'd probably pick Dak Prescott here. I love the development, and I love the fact that the guy wins. His coach is clearly a buffoon. His owner loves to go out in front of everyone and say so. he's a buffoon, which, <laughs> yikes. Um, I, I think that if you were arguing early on, oh, Dak Prescott, he's just circumstance. He just got a good running back. He's just got a good offensive line. Well, that offensive line's been beat up. A couple of years ago, he goes 9-7, and seven and they played terribly. The defense hasn't always been reliable, and he just overcomes it and has them still in position. He wins a lot of games, uh, so I would probably pick him. But that fifth spot, there's a very, very interesting debate there, and I love where we're at. How do you guys feel about this? I love where the state of quarterback play is going to go over the next five years. Do you guys oh, yeah. agree with that? Absolutely, especially when you look at like the draft-eligible quarterbacks, and what the future could bring, but also with like some of the young guys. Like I'm, 
I'm eager. Like when you brought up Sam Darnold, that's kind of when my light bulb went on. Like when do we see him finally come into his own? I mean, they're on a three game win streak. I like what I'm seeing right now. What does that look like? Potentially if he has a new head coach and a new play caller and the whole thing and the Jets actually become a good team. Gase's job is going to be saved by Darnold being pretty decent, isn't it? Yeah, probably. And then it'll be next year they have to fire him. No, I don't think so. Okay, who would be, aside um, from potentially going with someone like Mayfield, who would be the boldest pick here? Like, which quarterback looks like, "Eh, I don't know if it's going to play out, I'm not going to pick him, but then... Over the next five years, you could be stunned by maybe Mason Rudolph. Maybe that's probably the biggest maybe. Then you just get benched for some guy they call Duck. Yeah, I'm gonna go no. (laughs) I'm gonna go no on Mason Rudolph. I think he's a journeyman backup though. He's got great potential for showing up on our show with Sage Rosenfels in like eleven years. But I also think that they they still are of the belief that they can make a playoff push late yeah, in the season. So I get it. I think it. they can. Uh, Carson Wentz would be a hard one. I don't think that's bold though. Is, no. is it? I he think gets he's paid a, over hundred million dollars. He's a damn good quarterback. He's on a, a team that one. went heavy on offense and has no defense to bail him out. What about like a Josh Allen? Yeah, Josh Allen would That's be pretty a bold. One, right? I am or like not a Gardner Minshew, like a guy that like all of a sudden a team's yeah. like, hey, listen, there's a quarterback here waiting in the weeds. We need to yep. go get him. Let's trade for him, give him what we got, and see what he does. Right? Like that's how these guys get their startup. His teams are like, hey, listen. There's a guy that's backing up this other team, and we need him really bad. Let's just trade for him. We don't need to give up that much. We'll get him over here and see what he can do. And then all of a sudden, he hits it with another team. When you look at these guys, once again, you got to just listen to the team around them. They're constantly praising these dudes. Like, bro, we love him. He's great to be around. He's fun in the huddle. DJ Shark got on the map because of Gardner Minshew. I mean, all of a sudden, this, this team's showing up, and they're doing it without their starter. Like, that has to go noticed by somebody like, man, these guys are really showing up. In a league where teams are setting themselves a head and shoulders above, these guys are keeping their teams competitive enough where they're still in the mix. I mean, look at Buffalo. Dude, they're going to go to the playoffs this year. Now, they might not do anything, but still, they're going to go. I mean, they're a good team. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They are a good team. I just think Josh Allen has Mitch Trubisky written all over him. Oh, for sure, but he could go the other way. A couple, a couple of good bold picks though. Daniel Jones and also Gardner Minshew. You brought up is a good one, but Daniel Jones would be another one if you think the Giants get it turned around. I'll give you the boldest of the bold for a guy top five. Okay, probably never going to be there, but if you were projecting out and saying, you know, this guy could actually turn things around and be a really good quarterback, would be Ryan Tannehill. Like Miami is so bad. Their their franchise is just a complete disaster. And he was a 500 quarterback there. Now he's got a pretty decent circumstance. He goes four and one and has made Tennessee really interesting. Hi, Brian Tannehill. How, how old is Buy he? your Tannehill stock. That's he's a, actually pretty old. He's thirty-one. That's he what I old. thought. I thought yeah. I remember he's been around a while. But he could be like he could have like a Steve Beerline career or something, or like right, a so like a like a Rich Gannon. Well, could you say the same thing about Nick Foles? He's thirty, um, and you saw what he did the last yeah. two seasons. And granted, they're in, bad, they're in bad, a bad circumstance now in Jacksonville. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, I want to talk about how the Vikings have handled Adam Thielen's absence because I've been impressed. And also, the class of 2020 for the Hall of Fame is out, and I need takes from you two. So we will do that when we return. you listen to Purple Daily on Score North. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 
The Venture X card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.